Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Liam Maitland, KCBS foodie chap at the Ritz-Carlton Half Moon Bay. With me, executive chef Jacob Esco. Chef, good to see you. How are you? Yeah, good to see you. Yeah, you know, I always begin by saying cheers. Skål. Uh, skull, right? Yeah, skull. Yeah. You must be from Sweden. Yes, uh, northern part of Sweden, correct. I, I, I could tell. It was the haircut or the accent, I'm not sure. We have a special guest in the wings. We're going to introduce you to in just a moment. Uh, I'm here at the Riscard in Half Moon Bay, the global cuisine series, where rock star chefs from around the world uh, get to showcase uh, the best of their cuisine, uh, showing regionality, diversity, uh, and giving people an opportunity to come to the Ritz-Carlton Half Moon Bay and experience cuisine maybe they've never tasted before, perhaps never even cooked before. Uh, before we get into the Global Cuisine series, uh, Chef Chef Jacob, I have to say, uh, welcome to Half Moon Bay. Well, thank you. It's, uh, it's great to be here. It's uh, such a be- beautiful place. Uh, on this day, the sunniest day of the year, uh, it doesn't get more California than this, does it? Oh, that, that's correct. Chef, uh, more recently, you were where? You were in Barcelona, is that correct? Uh, yeah, I've been moving around a lot, but uh, most recently I uh, was living four years in, uh, in Barcelona, uh, working with the Marriott company at the W Hotel in Barcelona. From Barcelona to Half Moon Bay. Now, in Barcelona, it's always very windy, but here it's always sunny, is that oh, correct? Yeah, yeah, much, much better weather here. <laughs> he says with a smile, a twinkle in his eye, uh, Chef, uh, this is a glorious place to be, to be here in California. Uh, the bounty of goodies you get to choose from in terms of the produce, uh, the access to it all here. I know for any chef, this is an exciting place to be. Oh, it is. It's a, this is a world-class place to work as a chef, uh, but also Barcelona. So I see a lot of resemblance with uh, the excellent uh, quality of products and uh, the fish, seafood, the farms, local farms, the wineries. So in many ways, it's uh, very similar to Barcelona. I want to go back in time, wind the clock back to your upbringing when you were growing up. Uh, Where did you grow up and who was cooking in the family? What was coming out of the kitchen and ending up on the table for dinner every night? So I, uh, I, I was born in north of Sweden. I grew up uh, my first uh, 18 years. I grew up uh, above the Arctic Circle, uh, so really as far north as you get in Sweden. And uh, my, my dad was cooking uh, almost all the, all the meals. And uh, it's very common, I think, in, in no, especially in nor- northern part of Sweden, that the, the fathers, the men, are cooking more than the, the women because they are doing a lot of hunting and fishing. So, so they are preparing the, the, the meats and the fish and, uh, and the, so it's natural for them to do the, uh, the majority of the cooking as yeah. well. So, so one of the dishes I, I uh, ate the most was, uh, or one of the products was uh, reindeer. Uh, we had reindeer every, you know, every other day. That was the main meat that we ate was yeah. reindeer. Was there a way that your father prepared the reindeer, one particular way uh, that stays with you today that you preferred over all others? 
Yeah, well, there was many different ones. I mean, we used all parts of the reindeer, so anything, even down to the bolognese sauce, was made with reindeer meat. But one dish was uh, particularly, um, uh, uh, I, I remember, that's uh, really excellent. And it's a very, uh, it's a Sami uh, dish from the nor- north of Sweden. So it's a smoked reindeer, and it's peculiar the, the way you prepare it, because you use it frozen. The, 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 the reindeer meat is frozen, and you carve it with a, with a traditional Swedish knife, and straight into the pan, and you saute it with onions and you serve it with put mashed potato and uh, so it's very uh, interesting dish uh, delicious and uh, I remember that growing up and I haven't had it since so so uh, very unique dish maybe tonight's the night we go in the kitchen we we put some reindeer on there what do you, what do you say <laughs> I don't think well, <laughs> uh, we won't find it here <laughs> uh, chef tell me about the first time when you realized that you had a real passion for cooking was there one dish that you accomplished early on and you thought you know what, I, I, this, this, this could be my career. Was there a light bulb moment? Was it culinary school? What was it that inspired you and motivated you to go and become a chef? Uh, I don't know if it was a light bulb moment, but since I was a little kid, I always liked to to be in the kitchen. But the, but my first years, I always uh, baked a lot. I baked uh, cakes and bread and and. Um, my grandmother was a diabetic, so I remember I was experimenting some recipes to do, like uh, uh, sugar-free uh, cakes for her, which tasted really awful. And I remember <laughs> she was always smiling, eating them, and said it tasted good. So I was always interested in cooking, and so it was a natural t- uh, step for me. Um, out of culinary school, you went straight into a Michelin-style restaurant in Zurich. Uh, your dream was to work at a Michelin-style restaurant uh, you're how old? 18 years old? Yes, yes. Yeah, I was uh, 17, 18 when I moved to Switzerland, and uh, my first job was uh, in a good Michelin star restaurant. But back then, it was uh, now you have good Michelin star uh, uh, restaurants in uh, most cities, and a lot of them. But back then, uh, it was very. In, in Sweden, for example, we only had a handful of good Michelin star restaurants, and they were all in Stockholm. So it was a. It was a it, I thought it would be a hard goal to reach, but uh, my first job, well, I left the country, but uh, um, I, I achieved it with my first job, my, yeah. my, my goal. Which there you go. Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And good night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I should have retired, them, but I, I didn't. Stick with it. Uh, here's the good news, Chef. Your journey, your culinary journey, would take you to Gothenburg, uh, a restaurant, 28 plus. You pronounce it? Yes, Shota Plus. Uh, and this is uh, one of the top uh, restaurants in Sweden. It, uh, it's the restaurant who held a uh, good Michelin star for the longest time. It's probably around 20 years uh, nonstop and uh, consecutive years with a good Michelin star. And that's actually where I uh, met or uh, today's guest chef, uh, Johan Björkman. Uh, so we worked together there for a brief moment before I moved along. And here we have... Our chef right here with us. I'm going to say cheers to you too, Chef Johan Walkman. Good to see you, Chef. Cheers. Or? Skål. Skål. There we go. Skål. Mm. Chef, we can't drink alone. Come on, let's all drink together. Skål. Let's drink together here. Mm. Okay, Chef, wind back the clock. There you are at 28 Plus, Gothenburg, working with this grand chef right here. How was he to you? Was he good to you? It was good to me. I was I was younger than him, actually, at the moment. I'm still oh, oh, that was tough, wasn't it, Chef? Younger. <laughs> yeah, he came from... Uh, he has been out in Europe, been working, and I was, like, coming from... Uh, not crappy restaurants, but other type of restaurants sure. than... Yeah. yeah. So this was my first Michelin star restaurant. and so I was, made, was that a big deal to you at the time? Yeah, it was. Actually, my first 
the first customer that I've served at 28 Plus was the Guide Michelin. Good Lord. Yeah. Wow. Were you quaking in your yeah. boots a little bit? Oof. We sweat, had sweat off your yeah. feet brow? It was yeah. a slow night, and uh, he came, just walk in. The first customer at the minute after we opened. Wow. Yeah. And, that was interesting. And what was his reaction at the end of the meal? Uh, he, he came into the kitchen and told me, uh, I'm from the Guide Michelin, <laughs> and you're still in the book. Good. That, yeah. that was a relief, right? Yeah, that was a relief. Yeah. Uh, we love that you're here. I love that you're reunited with, with, with an old friend, a young friend. Um, the Global Cuisine Series has brought you to California. Uh, is this your first time to California, first time here? I've been here before. Yeah. What's California and this region, when you think about the Bay Area, Half Moon Bay, San Francisco, as a chef, what does it mean for you to be here? It means a lot. I think... When I think of California, it means like fresh food, a lot of seafood, a lot of vegetables. You have the season in Sweden. Now it's like February, January. Yeah. We don't have anything. We we'll, we do fermentation. Oh my gosh! I want to give you a hug. We have we have nothing. <laughs> we use our fermentation. We we do a lot during the summer. Yeah. That we can use now. So yeah. it's like fermentations, vinegar. We do our own oils, uh, salt everything so isn't that interesting you know as a chef what the garden grows really dictates what's going to be on your menu and so you get the bounty from the summer uh and you save it and you now have your time to make your 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 sauces or whatever it is you want to make uh in in the downtime when nature's not doing much outside you're still doing a lot in the kitchen right exactly exactly but here you get everything you get lemons and oranges and yeah the season is like the berries is fantastic. Even the berries we have here for breakfast is, like, super good. Well, we're very spoiled because we have some of the great produce here. Um, Farmer John. Have you met Farmer oh, yes. John yet? Oh, many times. Yeah. He's a great guy. So the relationship with the farmers, the fishermen, as you know, and the purveyors is important. Uh, and here they're all right there in your backyard. Um, Chef, to come here to the Ritz, Half Moon Bay, the Global Cuisine Series. Uh, joyfully, I got to be in your class this morning. You taught me things. Uh, you know how to fillet a fish. I do. <laughs> or do you think I do? <laughs> yeah. Yes, you do. Um, it was really cool. It's always cool to, to see a chef work because you guys make everything look so effortless uh, and so easy. How was it to have an old friend here in the kitchen today? Oh, it was great. I mean, all this Global Cuisine Series, uh, guest chefs, uh, it's, it's great. Of course, it's special to have a, an old friend from Sweden to come here. This is the first time we, we fly in a chef, an international chef from overseas. So this is a, this is a unique weekend. Business class, right? First class all the way, yeah? All, for, all the way, all the way. Um, let's talk about what we learned this morning. Um, we had the great thing about the Global Cuisine Series is uh, folks get to come, they, they partake in the class, uh, they cook the dishes that are then served for the lunch. You get to sit with a chef, a joy to sit and have lunch with you. Um, let's talk about the fish first uh, that you worked with this morning. The turbot. It's like a big... Uh how do you call it? Flatfish? Yeah. Yeah. It, it almost looks like um, a stingray. You yeah. know, the stingray. Sh- uh, and there's more meat on that fish than I realize. It's, it, in parts, the, there's a decent body on it. Yeah. A little part of, this, of the fish we use as false stingray. 
at yeah. Russian. We deep fry it with some tartar sauce, Oof. and we use it in a bar. So uh, it's like some, the full stingray. Yeah. So it's very similar. I'll be at the bar waiting for that <laughs> later today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Um, uh, so that, that first dish, um, you did this great sauce to go with it that you put in the blender. Talk me through the process of that. Okay, you make like a mayonnaise, but instead of the eggs yeah. no, that you normally use, we use oysters. Yeah. So we normally we use Swedish oysters, but now we got oysters from here. Yeah. And you blend it with a little bit of Dijon mustard and lemon and mm. some natural oil, a little bit of salt. And the protein in the oysters combine. The, yeah. It's a little taste of heaven. Yeah. It really is. And everything just tastes better with bacon, chef, doesn't it? Oh, I love bacon. <laughs> yeah, it makes everything better. You see how excited he got there? His eyes lit up. Every, you know, everything does taste uh, better with, uh, with bacon. Um, artichoke. Uh, who knew there were so many ways to enjoy artichoke? Your artichoke chips, the Jerusalem artichoke chips. Again, a little taste of heaven right there. Yeah, artichoke is like we use in the south of Europe, you use a lot of uh, artichoke. But uh, in the north of the north countries, we use Jerusalem artichokes and you yeah. get a similar flavor of it. But uh, yeah, we made a puree with a little bit of cream and we made some chips. And the secret with the uh, chips is to f- deep fry it with uh, lower degrees of sure. the oil. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. Chef, well, I love the, the texture. I love the flavors. I love the balance. Uh, I love the brightness with the citrus, the crunch of the chips, uh, the freshness of the fish. Uh, and I know for you, uh, you have a less is more philosophy where you're happy to just cook with a few ingredients and let the ingredients do the talking as best they can, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the secret of the, that we use at the restaurant because we are... In Sweden, it's really expensive with the salaries for the chefs. So we have to, like, do our best on, like, Friday, Saturdays when we are fully booked. So uh, because that's the days we have most customers. Sure. Wait, you pay your chefs well in Sweden? Yeah. Why are you here? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just joking. Risk Carpenter is very good to that. Very good yeah. to their team. Um, so, Chef, uh, for those who don't know about your restaurant, uh, Koka, yep. in Gothenburg, tell me about the cuisine. Uh, how would you define the cuisine at your restaurant? Uh, like new Nordic, new Nordic cuisine, I would say. Because we use ingredients from the area and we mix it up with uh, like old techniques but in a new way. Yeah. For instance, we use like the dessert we made for lunch today. We used mustard seeds, yeah. and that's normally not something you use as a starter or yeah on a hot dog or anything. Yeah. But let me tell you, I never imagined I'd get excited about mustard seeds 
I would eat those instead of a bag of chips. They were so tasty. Yeah, they are really nice. And we, we can mix it up. We have done dessert with like raw egg yolks and we have done it with uh, mushrooms. And yeah. yeah, and we can use like rhubarbs for the first course on a menu sure. for, with raw fish. And yeah, so we try to like twist the concept a little yeah. bit. Uh, three terribly tasty courses uh chef what was your favorite thing of all the things that uh uh, were cooked today what did you enjoy most and what did you love about the menu that chef prepared here well like you said they were all really delicious the the turbo was uh amazing uh it was really amazing i uh, i really truly enjoyed that Uh, and the the oysters the oysters also uh fantastic but also the dessert i I don't have a favorite they they were all uh, really really great High praise from your good friend here. Um, Folks, if you want to be a part of the Global Cuisine series, uh, we're going to connect you with the website. Uh, We're going to share the recipe with you for that turbo, that supercharged fish with crispy Jerusalem artichokes and that bacon vinaigrette, everything just better with bacon. Uh, We'll connect you so you can uh, sign up for the series. Uh, It really is a wonderful thing that, uh, Chef, you're bringing chefs from all over the globe, uh, and we have some from our backyard here in the Bay Area. Uh, When you... Drop a couple of names there, why don't, why don't you? Well, the next one uh, is in the uh, end of February. We have Suzette Gressam, who's the executive chef of the Aquarello, the two-star Michelin restaurant here. 30 years she's been doing uh, amazing things at that restaurant. If you can survive in a restaurant for a year, you're in good shape. But 30 years is pretty impressive, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's impressive. Yeah. And, yeah, we have many other great chefs coming uh, every month. So it's going to be a really exciting year. Yeah. We'll connect you with the website. Uh, Chef, thank you to you and your team for you. being so hospitable, for, for bringing us here. Uh, and, uh, Chef Johan, if uh, folks want to come and see you, how tough is it to get a reservation at your restaurant in Gothenburg? Yeah, text me on Instagram. <laughs> Text you on Instagram. <laughs> I fix it for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I'll, I'll meet you yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. Go to the back door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the corner of Impossible and No Hope. Um, just, just, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, all right, chefs. Thank you so much. So much fun. Uh, and thank you for uh, being with us today on what I have to say is probably the windiest day I've ever experienced in California, which is why we're indoors. Uh, I also want to give a little shout-out. We enjoyed some great wines, some Lioko wine from uh, Sonoma. Uh, and folks who want to sign up for the series, of course, uh, Ritz-Carlton, uh, they'll take good care of you. You get to stay the night as part of this package. And, of course, it's a wine-paired lunch, and you get that great cooking class as well. Chef Johan, Chef Jacob uh, from the Ritz-Carlton Half Moon Bay, I'm Leah Maitland, KCBS Foodie Chat. More at kcbsradio.com and click on Foodie Chap. Last time. Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.